Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning, Heartway. If you guys, uh, if you guys notice, I'm sitting with a little of a gangster lean. It's not, it's not my personality. It's just that this chair is giving me a little bit of extra personality. That's all, you know. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet today. But that beautiful song that we were listening to. Thank God for the praise team. That was amazing. One of the quotes that was being utilized in that song was Psalm 27 and 13. I remain confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't want us to hear that as a scripture. Oh, that's beautiful. Hear that in our spirit. I remain confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not because the goodness of the Lord is something that I need to wait for, but because the goodness of the Lord is always renewed. That means that I could say it today. I could experience it now. And five minutes from now, I could still say, thank you for that goodness five minutes ago, but I remain confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But how do you witness the goodness of the Lord externally? How do I see God in my tangible life? Well, God said that before I change your physical environment, I'm going to change the lenses with which you see. I'm going to change your perspective. The way you see your old life, I'm going to change that before you can step into your new one. And your lenses are changed in your time with God. When you allow yourself to sit with Him, Yes, prayer is speaking to God, but in my opinion, the more powerful prayer is when God is talking to you. And we experience that in silence. Not auditory silence, but silence of the mind. Silence of the emotions. And that is the purpose of this time. So in this moment, I I invite you to get comfortable. And then if it feels suitable for you, you may close your eyes. I welcome you to forget that I am here. I promise I'm not important. (laughs) This is about you and God. Breathe amen.
let breath happen. Observe your breath happening. That's it. There's no responsibilities in this space. There's no evil. There's no enemies. There's just God revealing himself to you through his breath. if you can bring your full awareness to your breath. See if you can breathe with your complete self. arise they are not a threat to you they are images on the screen of your awareness as quickly as they appear they will pass
still. Be. Feels like you're floating. Your muscles are relaxed. Your shoulders slump. one communal body, let us breathe together. almost Christmas, everybody. We're uh, a couple days away. Anybody got fun plans? Did you finish uh, your shopping yet? Wow. Slacking, man. Very good. 
Christmas uh, is so special. The Christmas story itself filled with so much uh, meaning that we can extract for our everyday lives. And I think something that people forget when it comes to Christmas is that Christ being born into this world was not just like a one-time event that happened a really long time ago. Christ can be born in you now. God wants to be birthed into this world through you now, in this moment, by your love, your service, your compassion, your generosity. And it's almost pointless to celebrate the coming of Christ into the world if Christ has not come into your heart. There's a section in the Gospels where we read about baby Jesus with Mary and Joseph, and they were traveling from one town to another, and they needed a place to stay for the night, so they went to an inn, but there was no room for them in the inn. I wonder for how many of us God has been knocking on the door of our heart. Love has been knocking on the door of our heart, but we have not let love in. We have not let God in. There is no room in us for that right now. Maybe it's because of our guilt and our shame. And the thought of God just intensifies that all the more because God and guilt have just gone together for us our whole lives. And when we think about the notion of God, we just think about how horrible we are as people. You know, for myself, for years as a teenager, even being raised in a religious home, being raised with godly values, I ran away from anything that had to do with God because of guilt. And I've always said, I had just enough religion in me to feel guilty about everything that I did. (laughs) And I I, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't even want to think about God because it would just make me think about how horrible I was as a person. Maybe your reason for not letting love in has to do with the trauma that you've experienced in your past. And maybe you're in survival mode and you feel like you have to have walls up to protect yourself. You need to kind of be rough and tough around the edges. If you give in to love, if you give in to God, if you allow the the presence of Christ in, you feel like it would soften you and possibly expose you to more hurt and more pain. We all have our reasons for not letting God in, not letting love in. But maybe this Christmas is about you re-examining that and saying, hey, I've got to make a little bit more room inside of myself for the beauty of love and allow love to transform me from the inside out. I want to read to you this quote from a a yogi who was actually enamored with Jesus. His name was Yogananda. Look at what he says. I will prepare for the coming of the omnipresent baby Christ by cleaning the cradle of my consciousness now rusty with selfishness, indifference, and attachments, and by polishing it with deep, daily, divine meditation and introspection, 
I will remodel the cradle with the dazzling soul qualities of brotherly love, humbleness, faith, desire for God realization, willpower, self-control, renunciation, and unselfishness so that I may fittingly celebrate the birth of the divine child. So when your heart becomes a cradle for Christ, the natural byproduct of that is love. The natural byproduct of that is faith. The natural byproduct of that is gratitude. You begin to develop such a deep appreciation for life. The simple, ordinary, seemingly mundane aspects of life become everything to you. I read recently that the odds of even becoming a human being are 400 trillion to one. Think about that. So you being here is a miracle. Even if you just consider the odds of your parents meeting, just think about that. Consider the odds of those two human beings out of all the different mixing and matching that can happen. Those two came together and created you. You are a miracle. What would it look like to appreciate every breath for the miracle that it is? Every breath can become a prayer when you're grateful for it. Every moment can become a meditation when you are present to it, when you are grateful, when you are appreciative. And what this gratitude does when you understand that all of life is a gift is it orients you towards the present moment. If you want terror and anxiety, get a future. <laughs> really, really. Just get a future and you will scare the living daylights out of yourself and paralyze yourself because you will have no idea how this is going to work out. You will have no idea how you're going to make that tough decision that you have to make. Just get a future. But if you want peace, be here now. Just this moment. What if we can appreciate this moment? Sometimes... There's really nothing wrong right now, like literally, but we aren't living here right now. Mentally, we're somewhere else. And if we can just focus back on where we are now, oh, that kind of lightens the load a little bit. But it's difficult because we want to control things. We want to control everything. <laughs> Gratitude is one of those portals that brings us into the present moment. And that helps us to appreciate all of life for the gift that it is. Your life is God's gift to you. And what you do with your life is your gift right back to God. And when your actions become loving actions, all of those actions are now experienced as a gift by other people. Your speech, when it's peppered with love, becomes a gift to other people so that your very beingness, your presence, just you being you is experienced as something pleasurable by people around you because they see Christ in you. They see love in you. And when that becomes the case, listen, you don't even have to get nobody a gift for Christmas anymore. You can just tell them I'm the gift. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. It does not work. <laughs> 
I was married for a while. I tried doing that. Did not work out for me, guys. <laughs> I'm the gift. What do you mean? That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I love uh, in the New Testament the phrase that Paul uses to describe the gift of God's presence within us. He uses this phrase, treasure in jars of clay. We have this treasure in jars of clay, meaning these bodies that wither and fade contain within them and are contained within something that is eternal, something that is transcendent, something that is infinite and divine. But the only way that we can experience the fullness of this treasure, the only way we can tap into this depth of consciousness within us is by awakening to it, activating it, developing it, cultivating it, which you do through love and faith and, and gratitude, recognizing that this moment is a gift. And then you just deepen yourself in that realization. You deepen yourself in this realization. We don't have to always be learning new things, you know. You probably already know all that you need to know. It's just a matter of deepening yourself into that realization. And the more you sink into it, the more real it becomes to you. I think the secret that Jesus was in on that so many of us are blinded to is that our life is the most enjoyable when we give it away. The secret to living is giving. This is why Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Meaning there's more joy, more peace, more happiness when you give your life away as opposed to just hoard things for yourself or think that you are the center of the universe and everything else revolves around you. Look at what the Proverbs say. It's a very simple formula. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. So if you need some refreshment, be refreshing to others and watch and see how it comes back. That's a, that's a very uh, simple and important spiritual principle. You reap what you sow. That's how, and it goes both ways, the good and the bad. You reap what you sow. But if you're sowing good seeds in your own life, if you're sowing good seeds into the lives of others, it will come back to you. And even if it just comes back to you in the form of joy and fulfillment, oh man, that's already more than enough. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. What does it look like to give your life away, to give your life to a cause that is greater than just you? That's really the reason why some of us feel like there's something missing or lacking in our life because life is a gift and love is the point and love always draws us outside of ourselves to devote ourselves to something that is bigger than us, to devote ourselves to the common good. Jesus devoted his life to the kingdom of God. And so whatever it is that you do for work, whatever your hobby or your passion is, however you feel you contribute to this world, 
if your intention is to be a blessing to other people, if your intention is to be a channel through which God's love can flow in and through the lives of others as a result of you being in their presence, that's going to bring you a sense of meaning and fulfillment that you can't find in any other way. So this is about giving our lives away, being grateful for the gift that life is, and then allowing our life to be a gift to those that are around us. Now, what I love the most about gifts is when the gifts are a surprise. Anybody like surprises? There's, I'm sure there's mixed reviews. Some of us don't like surprises. You're like, don't surprise me. I don't want anything to do with the surprise. I need to know. I like being surprised. But the bottom line is, when it comes to life, surprises are coming whether you like them or not. You know what I mean? So you can enjoy the surprises and see them as gifts, or you can shudder at the thought of surprises, but they are coming. They will be there. So how can we respond to life's surprises in a way that allows us to treasure them as gifts instead of to fear those surprises because they seem to be taking our life in a direction that we never imagined we would go. Something that I'm learning is that life may not always give me what I want, but it will always give me what I need. And that's how I try and interpret the surprises that life brings to me. I may not have even wanted this, but if it's here, it's because I need it. I am uh, just always cracking up at my dog in the morning when I'm eating my avocado toast. This little girl, okay, is dying to have some of my avocado toast every morning. Little does she know that if she has avocado, She's going to be throwing up. She's going to be nauseous. At least that's what I heard. Okay, am I correct? I got a little thing from the doctor when we first took her. I have to take her back. It's been a while. It's been too long. Somebody remind me. But I got a little list of things that she can't eat. Avocados on that list. And when I'm eating my avocado toast, it's like she's salivating. She really, really wants some of this avocado. But she doesn't even know what she wants. Because if I give her what she wants, she's going to get really sick. So I don't give her what she wants because I know better. And I withhold what she wants and give her what she needs, which is the dog food I got for $65 at the bougie pet store. <laughs> and she eats it every day, the same thing every day. But that's what it is. That's what's good for her. Okay, that's how it works with life. Sometimes we want something, but we don't even really know what we want. Sometimes what we want is the complete opposite of what we need. God knows what we need. And so the mindset moving forward is, if this is what life is giving to me, then this is what God wants for me. Life always gives me what I need when I need it. Danny, but I don't understand. Why would I need this? Well, you don't need to understand right now. You may not be able to understand right now. One day you may understand. 
But even if you don't, it's not about understanding at all. It's just about going through the experience, growing through the experience, learning through the experience, because the whole thing is set up for you to evolve spiritually. Life always gives you what you need in terms of what you need for the evolution of your consciousness. <laughs> Life always gives you what you need in terms of your spiritual development, your spiritual growth. Everything can always fit into that category. That's why this is so beautiful, right? When you go on the spiritual path, it integrates everything in your life and it puts it all into one funnel. Anything and everything that happens in life can, can fall into that. Spiritual growth, spiritual development, my own evolution as a human being, every circumstance, every surprise that life brings your way provides you with an opportunity to deepen yourself in the cultivation and awareness of God's presence, to deepen yourself into an interior stillness. Every, every surprise, every challenge that life brings to you gives you an opportunity to exercise power over your mind and to recognize the power that you actually have within yourself. The Christmas story, major surprise. Mary, teenage girl, she was about to get married. All of a sudden, hey, you're pregnant. And she said, but I'm a virgin. And the angel's like, you're pregnant. <laughs> That's a big surprise. And we listen to that as good news. Of course, Christ coming into the world. This is beautiful. But for Mary and Joseph, especially for Joseph at first, this was kind of bad news. And there were a lot of consequences that came socially as a result of uh, this surprise that was just sprung on them out of nowhere. But for Mary, this surprise wasn't interpreted as an interruption, but as a redirection. Most of us interpret the surprises of our life as interruptions. Like we're, we were going in one direction. I was doing one thing. This is what I had planned. And now this hits me out of nowhere. And we get really frustrated with these interruptions because we think they're taking us off the path. When in reality, the interruptions are the path. The obstacles in your life aren't in your way. They are the way. That is the way to God is through this issue. That is the way to your peace. That is the way to your growth. That is the way to your spiritual evolution. And when you realize that the only stable thing about life is its instability, eventually you won't even be surprised at the surprises. If you're surprised that life surprises you, I don't think you've come to terms yet with what life actually is. Because the whole thing is just one surprise after another. <laughs> one interruption after another. So eventually you come to realize this is what it is. The whole thing is up and down and all around and you never know what's going to happen next. So all you can do is what? Just remain open. 
Just remain open to whatever it is that life brings. Christmas is a reminder to us that God can be found in all of the things we didn't plan just as much as all of the things that we did. God can be found in all of the things we didn't plan just as much as all of the things that we did. Faith, by the way, doesn't mean you don't make any plans. It just means you're always willing to toss them. That's all it is. Everybody know who John Lennon is, the guy from the Beatles? I love this quote from one of his songs. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Right? Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Planning is good. By all means, plan. But if you are bound by your plans... You may miss it when something better than your plan begins to unfold before you. What you imagine to be possible for your life right now only begins to scratch the surface of what is truly possible for you. Our scope, our vantage point is so limited You only see what you see right now, but what you see, what you're capable of seeing is only a slither of the pie. Look at what the scriptures say. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no one's heart has imagined all the things that God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even begin to fathom it. That's why God has to surprise us. That's why it's a surprise, because the surprises of life force us to expand our vision. They force us to see more, and they force us in directions that we otherwise would have never chosen for ourselves. But aren't you glad sometimes that God messes up your plans? I've been, I've been very surprised at life, (laughs) but they've been pleasant surprises. They've all been pleasant surprises. It's like I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I can't have it any other way, so I wouldn't have it any other way. Does that make sense? That's how you, that's how I operate, right? It's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's like when, literally when I, yesterday I was doing a wedding, talking to the DJ, Asking me about my life. I was yeah, you know, I'm going through divorce. And sometimes when people, when I say that to people, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I said, my guy, I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't have it any other way. So I won't. If I wanted to have it another way, I would be miserable. So I want what God wants for me. So here's the surprise. Boom, surprise. All right, I guess, we're, I guess this is it. I guess this is what we're doing. I guess this is where we're going. I'm here for the ride. Let's go. It's a different way to live. It's called loving what is. Loving what is. Loving what is. And you make your plans, 
right? And then life surprises you, and now you get scared because you don't know what the plan is. What's the plan now? Life will show you. Life will show you. And you may not get the whole thing right up front, but you got the next thing, this thing right here. This is the plan right now. And so that's what I'm going to go with. That's all it is. Make your plans, but always be willing to toss them. And understand that if you hold on too tightly to your own plans, you literally may be missing out on something better than your plan that is unfolding. It's always better than your plan. I mean, why else would Drake make a song called God's Plan? All right. He knew something a lot of us don't know. Why would Drake do that? Because he knew God's plan. That's it. That's the way to go. It's God's plan. God's plan. So when life surprises you, this is, this is the attitude. This is the attitude that we should carry with us. Mary's attitude. Look at what she says. When the angel appears before her and tells her about this surprise, then Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. That's it. I am your servant. May it be done to me according to your word. That is a total submission to the will of God. That is a total surrender. This is, this is openness, acceptance, receptivity. You don't have to be open and accepting of life's surprises. It's just going to be a little easier for you if you are. It's always going to go smoother for you if you swim with the current of life rather than against the current of life. We just have to stop fearing where that current may take us. That's it. We just have to stop being afraid of where the current will take us. Well, guess who's the one directing the current? You're in God's river. So you're good. You're good. Like even if something bad happens, you're good. It all is rigged in your favor. That's, that's uh, how one mystic Rumi puts it. He says, live your life as if the whole thing was rigged in your favor. And, and, and Romans 8.28 puts it very simply, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That's it. So we trust that. That allows us to go with the current of life, to remain open to the surprises. That's all it is, just staying open, receptive, accepting what comes your way. Let life surprise you. Let life surprise you. Surprises only become a problem when you expect life to be a certain way that it isn't. Life is not the problem. Your expectations of life are the problem. And we always suffer when we resist the way things are. 
So if you're in a challenging situation, if you can change it, change it. If you can't change it, why do you keep trying to? Because all we're doing is making life harder for ourselves when we try and make it be something that it cannot be. Let life surprise you. Be grateful that God messes up your plans. <laughs> Why would we have it any other way? Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for surprising us. As difficult and scary as some of these surprises may be, may we not see them as interruptions to our path, but as the very path themselves. You know what we need better than we do. And so we ask that in whatever circumstances we may find ourselves in right now, that you would enable us to be open and receptive to what you have in store for us. It's all rigged in our favor. It's all for our good. And so we trust in you. We make a commitment now in this moment to swim with the current instead of against it and to give our lives away as a gift because we treasure and cherish the gift that it is. It's all a gift. You give us this gift and then we give it away and it's all cyclical. God, we trust in you. And in this Christmas season, I just ask that you would give us the grace to be open to the surprises. Your way is better than our way. And you always give us what we need when we need it. And even if I can't see that now in this moment, I will trust it to be true. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Merry Christmas. I hope you have an incredible holiday. We're about to go party CB Smith Park. Hope to see you bring some toys and be hungry. See you next Sunday as well. <laughs>